This is Barry Zalma, Zalma on Insurance. Today I'd like to speak about ethics for the independent insurance adjuster. Independent insurance adjusters serve insurance companies who do not have sufficient claims staff to handle insurance claims on behalf of those various insurers who do not have staff in every jurisdiction where there is property, the risk of loss of which was insured. The professional insurance adjuster recognizes the work of adjusting insurance claims is a profession of public trust. Independent insurance adjusters should maintain a standard of integrity that will promote the goal of building public confidence and trust in the insurance industry. Independent insurance adjusters and company-employed insurance adjusters should both follow the following rules and standards of conduct. 1. Adjusters should discharge claims responsibilities for which they possess sufficient technical competence or can acquire adequate training to allow them to have sufficient technical competence. Two, adjusters should seek only information they believe to be relevant, timely, and accurate. Three, adjusters should use only legal and ethical means of obtaining information. Four, adjusters should handle claims with no intent to mislead or misinform and should never mislead or misinform the subject of a claims investigation. Five, adjusters should be sensitive to the rights of individuals to privacy. Six, respecting the right of privacy, the adjuster will take reasonable measures to protect sensitive information from illegal or unauthorized investigation. Seven, adjusters should avoid illegal discrimination for race, religion, national origin, sexual preference, or any other expression of prejudice. Eight, adjusters should strive to keep personal feelings and prejudices from influencing their judgment. 9. Adjusters should maintain a courteous and sensitive attitude in their interactions with insureds and claimants, seeking to understand their concerns during times of distress. 10. Adjusters should assist insureds in presenting and documenting their losses and will never place the interest of the insurer above those of the insured. 11. Adjusters should maintain their business relationships with others in a manner that will promote the goal of bringing credit and honor to the profession. 12. Adjusters should have no undisclosed financial interest in any direct or indirect aspect of an adjusting transaction. 13. Adjusters should obey the laws and regulations relating to the handling of claims. 14. 
adjusters should resist fraudulent, unmeritorious, or exaggerated claims and support public and industry organizations involved in the detection and prevention of insurance fraud. 15. Adjusters should seek out all available alternatives to litigation to resolve issues in an expeditious and conciliatory manner. 16. Adjusters should approach investigations and adjustments with an unprejudiced and open mind and a determination to be fair with the insured and the insurer. 17. Adjusters should make truthful and unbiased reports of facts as discovered when reporting to the insurer that has retained the adjuster's services. 18. Adjusters should assume an unvarying attitude of fairness and by competence, integrity, and respect for the person with whom they deal to promote goodwill toward the business of insurance. 19. Adjusters should resist influence tending to promote improper and extravagant settlements. 20. Adjusters should avoid improper alliances. 21. Adjusters should refrain from improper solicitation of business. 22. Adjusters should be alert to changes in policy forms and methods in order to render the highest quality of service. 23. Adjusters should work for economy of expense and equitable bills for service. 24. Adjusters should serve the business of insurance with loyalty and cooperate with insurers and their designated representatives in the proper handling of claims and losses. And 25. Adjusters should work in harmony with one another and their clients so as to foster cordial relationships among themselves and with the insurance fraternity. This list was adapted from the Code of Ethics of the Association of Registered Professional Adjusters. In Canada, the following Code of Ethics has been adapted by statute for members of the adjusting profession. 1. The purpose of the provisions of this code is to promote the protection of the public and the honest and competent practice of the professional activities of claims adjusters, regardless of the structure of their practice, the nature of their contractual relationship with clients, or the class of the claims adjustment sector in which they practice. The full statute is available on the internet, and you might also wish to read the Florida Adjusters Code of Ethics, also available on the internet. The professional insurance adjuster follows standards like those stated 
in Canada, in the United States, and in the various states to maintain the quality of the profession and to deal with insurance claims ethically and in good faith. Often the insurer's first-party property adjuster is asked to deal with a public insurance adjuster, a licensed adjuster who works only for uh, policyholders and helping them to present their claims to the insurance company. The public insurance adjuster works on a contract and the contact between the two, the public insurance adjuster and the independent insurance adjuster, should always be professional and ethical. Rarely the contact between the professional adjuster and the public insurance adjuster is adversarial. Both should be working toward the same goal, the payment of proper and complete indemnity to the insured. In Oklahoma, for example, it was found that a disbarred or suspended lawyer needed to be prohibited from negotiating insurance claim settlements, including but not limited to as a private insurance adjuster. The court concluded that the disbarment took the lawyer out of the ability to treat an insured with the utmost good faith and refused to issue that person a license as a public insurance adjuster. In Florida, unprofessional conduct of an attorney occurring during his employment as an insurance adjuster and not as a practicing attorney nevertheless warranted his disbarment. The bar should conduct its own investigations, and the energy at the disposal of the Association of Casualty and Insurity Companies might better be utilized in perfecting a code of ethics for insurance adjusters and in enforcing it inasmuch as it is a matter of common knowledge the activities of certain adjusters tend to breed the sort of unprofessional conduct alleged in various lawsuits that have been brought against insurance adjusters. It is the obligation of the adjuster to deal with the rare, unethical insured who, when faced with a intelligent and experienced claims adjuster may find that his lack or her lack of ethics will be discovered and cause a problem for the insurance claim. When an insured acts unethically, if discovered by the insurer or its claims person, the right to indemnity may be lost. As you listen, as we discuss the decision of the United States Supreme Court in a case called Claflin and Others versus Commonwealth Insurance Company, a decision made in 1883, you will see that not all 
people who present insurance claims do so ethically, and the ethical insurance adjuster finds it is his or her obligation not only to detect the unethical actions of the insured, but also to protect the insurer from such unethical conduct. The decision in Claflin resulted after a man named Murphy, acting as the insured, lied at an examination under oath because he was concerned others might learn of information that could hurt him with regard to his relationship to his employer and a lender. The lie was a breach of Murphy's ethical obligation to the insurer, and he was eventually deprived of indemnity because of what he did was in fact a fraud. The U.S. Supreme Court dealt with another case of failure of ethical standards in Stipsich versus Metropolitan Insurance Company, a 1927 decision. The Supreme Court, faced with a failure on the part of the insured to communicate a material change in his health condition, saw a possible breach by the insured of the covenant of good faith and fair dealing, but left it to the trial court to determine the truthfulness of the answers. It did explain, however, that the ancient rule the changes in conditions material to the risk which occur between the opening of negotiations for insurance and the issuance of a policy must be divulged became first established in early British marine insurance policies and is still the law that must be followed today. An ethical insured who applies for fire insurance on a dwelling that burns to the ground between the time of the application and the inception of the policy, as required by the Stipsitch decision, must advise the insurer of the change and allow it the opportunity to renegotiate its obligations since the contingent event it was asked to insurance insure against was no longer contingent, but was a certainty having already occurred before the policy would come into effect, and insured that honestly promises its insurer that a burglar alarm exists protecting the property that is the subject of the insurance, and obtains a reduced premium because of the alarm's protection of the property. However, if the alarm is disconnected between the time the application was signed and the policy issued, the insured is obligated under Stipsitch to advise the insurer of the change and allow it the right to renegotiate the terms of the contract. After spending over 54 years as a claims person and insurance coverage lawyer, I find and found that a high percentage of people insured, well over 95%, act ethically, fairly, and in good faith in the effort to obtain insurance or make a claim against the insurer. Similarly, I have found that insurance claims adjusters and even public insurance adjusters usually 
and more often than not act fairly and in good faith in order to obtain the benefits of an insurance policy. The small percentage that do not have an ethical compass and intentionally misrepresent or conceal material facts or act with total disregard for ethical conduct or intentionally misrepresent or conceal material facts to obtain insurance are fraud perpetrators who give up the right to the benefits of the policy. This video was adapted from my book, Ethics for the Insurance Professional, Second Edition, which is available as both a Kindle book and a paperback from Amazon.com. If you found this video to be interesting or useful to your colleagues, please pass it on. It's free. And please subscribe to my Rumble channel, my YouTube channel, my blog, and my Substack so that you can be advised of future videos and future blog postings. Thank you for your attention.